Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, and I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. This show is all about commercial property investing for the private investor. Whether you're just getting started or scaling up your portfolio, through interviews, tips and lessons learned along the way, we want to give you the inspiration, knowledge and confidence to enjoy this great cash-flowing strategy. Welcome back. Commercial property strategies and residential strategies can be really similar. Things such as serviced apartments, you could compare with serviced offices or HMO or CMO, title splitting, flipping, rent to rent and buy to let. A lot of the processes you might have used in residential or family home investing are also applicable to commercial property investing. And commercial property investing, I mean properties in real estate that have a commercial business or a customer rather than a family or a private individual. That's really the differentiating factor for me. Now, I've just spent the weekend meeting and networking with lots of ambitious property investors. And over the weekend, myself and other seasoned investors got some time to share our particular strategy or niche. So I learned lots. And for some of those in the audience, they were exposed to a number of alternative commercial or residential strategies, things they hadn't maybe seen before. And you know that feeling of excitement when someone kind of pulls back the lid and helps you learn something new in investing something you weren't even aware of. And when you take a pause and you you get that chance to look at another strategy and some examples of what people are achieving with that strategy, it can be really exciting, liberating, and also at the same time a bit confusing, especially when you see lots of those new strategies covered in a short period of time. Because with all that excitement, I can sometimes see the fog descend. It can be overwhelming. People are excited about the possibilities for their life, but then hold on, is this another shiny penny or even multiple shiny pennies? How do I know which strategy I should dive into? Help! I was approached by several investors over the weekend who really could see the possibilities for themselves and genuinely want to get moving, which is fantastic. But they'd ask things like, Jerry, I've really enjoyed looking at this strategy or that strategy, but I don't know which one I should do. What do you think I should do? Now, I'll come to my answer in a second. But first, let's just agree. This is actually a good thing. Embrace it. We all need stretching. It's so important to widen our understanding of different strategies so we can analyse each deal through multiple lenses. Think of it this way. You may start out with one strategy, like buy-to-let or the Burr strategy. And in commercial, labels are actually quite hard to define. They can all kind of blend into one another, so don't get too tied up on the semantics of which label you're going to be doing. But anyway... Ideally, after a number of years of working your portfolio, your approach will change from that cookie cutter focus that you have at the start, which might be buy to let and commercial or commercial to residential, which are absolutely fantastic. And they're steps and they're kind of, I guess, the first strategies that you might pick. But over time, it gets really 
more interesting when you have multiple strategies to approach each building. So many do start out with that single strategy, which as I say is super great. Better one done well than none or even worse, lots done poorly. But as you build your knowledge, you'll be able to approach projects and potential deals with an ever-increasing range of options in your tool bag. This means you can, I guess, create the best possible optimization for a building that you've found rather than trying to just use that cookie-cutter approach, one-size-fits-all. It could be a single let for one building to a big brand, or it could be a residential conversion, or a CMO project, or even a combination of strategies. But when you've built up that tool bag, you can start looking at the building first and finding the best solution for it. That overexposure and feeling overwhelmed is all right. It means you're being stretched, all right? So if you're new to commercial and you've listened to a few of our past episodes, then you'll have heard lots of different characters with different approaches to investing, which is great. That's what this thing's about, is to introduce you to lots of different ways of doing commercial. And one week, you might think, wow, that strategy's for me. Maybe you listened in to Dean Booty, um, episode 55, talking about the world of self-storage. And he's got such enthusiasm for his subject and his industry. And there's huge possibilities there. And maybe those rubbed off on you. But then the very next week, Sunil joined us and we had a great chat about residential to commercial. Sorry, (laughs) commercial to residential. And we talked about all his lovely projects. And maybe that became your strategy, the focus you were going to do. It's understandable. This can make the potential sound exciting and tangible for you, but at the same time, it can be confusing. Which strategy should I use first? Maybe you've been listening to the podcast for some time, but haven't yet chosen and acted on a strategy. Well, today's short podcast is to help you move on from that trap, that kind of inertia. So here's the thing. If you're struggling for clarity, then either you don't have a clear investment criteria, or your investment criteria is simply being tested. Now, let me ask you a question. What is your investment criteria? Take your time now. Okay, how did you get on with that question? Did you have an answer? What is your investment criteria? Did you answer it with an investment strategy? That's something quite different from an investment criteria. Some people answer that question with, yeah, I'm going to be doing CMO. That's not really answering the question. A strategy. As an is, I guess, an actionable investment process, such as CMO, commercial multiple occupancy, or flipping or buy to let. But an investment criteria comes from the number one question, which is, what are you doing this for? Every now and again, it's important to get back to that bigger picture. What do you want this investment lark to give you? Usually it's a combination of time and money, but there are other factors such as having fun, making a difference to your community or your family. But whatever it is, you need to be clear. For example, let's say you want your vehicle, this business, this commercial thing, to give you time to enjoy life on your terms. So that might mean a number, a passive income number of, say, £10,000 or $10,000 a month with little to no daily input. Once it's set up, that is, albeit we all know that there will be some pain in getting there. or it could be a two-stage plan. First, create equity and money through very active strategies and then flip that over and invest it for stable income. For instance, if you're lucky enough to enjoy a good income right now, 
from work or another business, then the challenge is that it will take longer to create a matching replacement income. My heart bleeds for you, by the way. Nah, only kidding, only kidding. We all come to this from different stages of life and work. Don't compare yourself to others. This is your race. But just take into consideration your existing income, where you're at, and then try and work forward. You might have to do two stages in this process. Once you've established the output you want, then your investment criteria can be built around those parameters. So, for example, um, let's say you want to travel sooner rather than later. You want to start doing that sooner in your life. And you work out that it's not hugely about the income, it's more about the time. I need income without necessarily spending time on earning it. And that income might be, say, £5,000 a month or dollars, whatever. And it'll allow you to do that. And maybe you've even saved up or inherited or whatever. You've got a lump sum of £200,000. And then actually, it's simply then a process of buy-to-lets with leases and then adding some traditional debt leverage. So you can get there pretty much straight away. So all these lovely fancy strategies are not really that important for your end goals. So it's really important to understand what's the end goal and then work out your investment criteria. Do I want something that's going to be active? Therefore, does it need to be closer to me or further away from me? Is it passive? As I say, could be further away than the the investing area. Or is it something that's actually going to create more equity so then you can leverage and build and accelerate from there? have to think about that long-term goal, break it down into investment criteria. That's what you will then judge all these different strategies against. By revisiting this, you then can go all through these strategies, of course, you've been learning about and check them off against your investment criteria. Will they work towards your long-term goals or are they just a distraction? Then with that fresh pair of eyes, things should become clearer. Book a meeting with yourself, by the way, and work on it. Just a couple other things. I was reminded over the weekend that every day is still a school day and we should continually add to our knowledge through exposure to other investor thoughts and examples. Podcasts are great, of course, and easily consumable, so you can listen to them wherever you are, whatever you're doing day to day. But sometimes you need that pattern interrupt to change things, to make those mental and, I guess, even more emotional shifts, which come about when you meet others eyeball to eyeball and feel the... I guess there's slightly more subtle language, the body language, the eye contact, the sincerity, the emotion, all those things that trigger you, hopefully trigger you into making more fundamental decisions. Even though your brain gets sore every now and again, make sure you are part of a network where this is possible. Once you make a conscious decision to join a network and you commit yourself, such as our advanced Inner Circle membership program, just saying, then you'll be an environment where growth is an expectation and the environment is set to help you grow whatever stage you're in, you know, in your property investment career. So even if you're currently at a crossroads, the important thing is keep getting back in the ring. Keep meeting other investors. Keep pushing and feeling those stretching moments. Finally, be patient with yourself. Are you in this for a brief period of time or for the long haul? The beauty of what we do is we create recurring income. Okay, maybe flips don't or buy and um, refurbing and flipping on doesn't, but, 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 buying and adding value and holding can bring cash flow and strong cash flow if it's commercial. So building a portfolio of income producing assets over a period of time creates, it creates momentum, 
which then helps build long-term income and wealth. You build each component once, and then you add another, and then you add another. It's not like you start on Monday and you start over. Everything's cleared, the slate is clear. It's the beginning of the year, you have to start again. No, no, you're adding and adding and adding. Keep building and adding. That's why some who really get property make it a lifelong quest, because you understand how the numbers work. Now, I hope that's helped. And if you want some more free resources, don't forget to pop by the Commercial Property Investor website. Link will be in the show notes. If you feel in a generous mode, then feel free to leave a positive review on iTunes. It really helps with all that lovely algorithm stuff, so we keep getting told. Have a great week. Catch up with you again very soon. And in the meantime, get your big boy or big girl swimming togs on and get out there in the swim. I hope you're enjoying the content delivered on the CPI podcast. Even though it's free to listen to, it actually takes quite a bit of time and financial commitment to deliver each and every episode. Did you know that by leaving a positive written review, you, yes, you will have a direct impact on the visibility of the podcast. And that's really important because by reaching a wider audience, it helps our team to continually improve the overall content that we deliver to you week after week. For some of you, leaving a review will be second nature, but for others, it might be your first one. Open your podcast app, pick the CPI podcast and search for previous reviews. And on iTunes in particular, click to look at all of the reviews and then you'll see an option to leave a written review. Go on, it'll only take two minutes and it'll really make our day. And we genuinely read every single one of them.